It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Columns Hotel. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. And you'll get to hear some live music as well, maybe some recorded music, right, John? Recorded. Recorded music. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together, my special guest sitting around the table here from vaguely left to right. It's a round table, so it's difficult to say left to right. Uh, David Spielman. David is a photographer who has lived in New Orleans most of his adult life, much of which he has spent traveling the world, traversing six of the seven continents. Which one haven't you been to? Antarctica. Antarctica. Well, we can fix that for you. <laughs> Shooting images for Fortune 500 corporate clients and global leaders. Really? Yeah. Wow. David is the author of two books of photographers, the seminal Katrina collection, Katrinaville Chronicles, which is not a post-Katrina photo album, but a searing personal journey through the storm itself, and a little more genteel, Southern Writers, yep. Portraits of the South's Best Authors. Wouldn't it be awesome if we had one of the South's, South's Best Authors sitting here? We do. Oh, we do. Julie Smith <laughs> is also with us. Julie is an award-winning author of 20 novels, all of them mysteries, nine about a female New Orleans cop by the name of Skip Langdon. Julie's 1991 novel, New Orleans Morning, which is spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, was winner of the coveted Edgar Allan Poe Award for Best Novel, making Julie the first American woman to win it since 1956. Who won it in 1956? I have no idea. You don't know? Nobody you had all these written. years to find that out, Julie. You think you... Somebody must have asked <laughs> I you that. No, I forgot. Right, you forgot. Oh, okay. Well, that comes with age and smoking a lot of pot. <laughs> Julie's a former reporter for the <laughs> New Orleans Times Picayune, which is also former, actually, isn't it? <laughs> and soon to be. Francisco Chronicle, which I believe is still in business. Barely. Julie Smith is also a publisher with an imprint called Books Be Nimble. She's the founder of an online writing school. And since 2001, wow, Julie's a state-licensed private investigator. What state licensed you? Well, actually, it was Louisiana, but I'm sorry to say I have let it lapse. You've let it lapse? Yes, I have. Uh, to take John's most yeah. upset about that. Thank God. You were nervous. You thought we were going to find something. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sting. Sitting across from me. Anyway, sitting across from me is the fabulous John Boutte, jazz singer. John has recorded 10 albums and appears on countless others, but you probably know him best for one song, the Treme song, which is the theme of HBO's show Treme. John Boutet was born, raised, and lives in New Orleans, but is known far and wide. Rolling Stone magazine, the New York Times, the Village Voice, the Washington Post, Entertainment Weekly, People magazine, and countless others have raved about John Boutet. But we can see plenty of him here in New Orleans, wandering around the French Quarter near his home, lost while playing down on Frenchman Street, currently doing Friday nights at DBA. Saturdays. Oh, I was so close to being right. I was only one day off. And on the piano across the room is the fabulous, talented, charming, and always gorgeous Mitch Foreman. Yay. Ah, very nice. Bravo, Mitch. Mitch, how have you been since last week? You weren't here again last week. Where were you, by the way? Yeah, I know you never. I shouldn't <laughs> ever ask that question. I don't even know why I say that anymore. Yeah, don't even bother. Somewhere not as exciting as it's New Orleans. Yeah, some, it's. I was at. It's, it's not, not New Orleans. Orleans. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I think maybe we were playing. Were you playing on a movie or something? I can't remember what it was. Now I did remember when yeah. you told me it was exciting. Yeah, something good. So, John, yeah. what's it like having like being a superstar around the country and everyone knows your song from Treme? Well, man, I don't know about the whole. I don't know about being a superstar around the country. But it's nice being a big fish in a little pond. <laughs> <laughs> you mean here in New Orleans? But this, yeah, it's, it's, but, it's pretty cool. But hasn't that song, like, isn't that song famous now? The song is. You know, uh, you, it's gone viral on the uh, internet. I saw this two-year-old. Who would have ever thought viral would be a good word? I know. <laughs> I know. Isn't that strange? Some, yeah, it is. Yeah. But, but anyway, it's it gone did, viral on the internet. You, right. All the bands play it here in New Orleans. Right. They don't get the lyrics right. But what, did you write I the whole? Care. Did you write the whole thing, words and yes. music? How yes. did it come? What? What? How did it come to you? That was. I like to say. Uh, art imitating life. Walked out one day on my porch. In the Trimé. And saw a funeral procession, passing by. Had my coffee in my hand, you know, and just watched the whole episode, so to speak. And it was just, it was magical. It struck me that, wow, I wonder if they do, I know they don't do this anywhere else. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of walked in, you know, back into my house in the ghetto and said, you know. Who <laughs> <laughs> would have ever thought ghetto would be a good word? <laughs> I would have. Yeah, I tell you what, it's turning into a good word now that Trimmy, believe me. Yeah. Because when I was living there, people, it was like, don't cross Rampart Street. Yeah, right. That's right. You know, don't Remember cross that. Rampart Street. Yeah. What would have happened to you? Well, it wasn't. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> would you have got stabbed, shot, <laughs> kidnapped, or, or kidnapped? Me, I, I don't turns. think you, you. There would have been. You probably would have been subjected to the same thing on the other side of Rampart Street. Right. But you probably would have had more money in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this from outside New Orleans and you have no idea what Rampart Street is, it's kind of the. It's the border between the French Quarter and Treme, I guess. Right. Well, right. You, you know why they say don't cross Rampart Street. It was like people were afraid of other people, and they were just afraid. Don't go there. Don't go there. You know. What was the war zone? That's, well, it was but, rough. You it know, was those, rough. You, know, yeah. you said the days of wine and roses. Well, those were the days of uh, guns and crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, what ha- what's happened to all the guns and crackers is there's plenty of people being shot well, still. We're still number one, I believe, in yeah, that yeah, regard, aren't we, Dave? Are. I have no idea. I have no idea. Ask the lady who's in there. Julie, you know something. Yeah, about- she knows <laughs> about crime. She writes about yes, crime. Yes, Tell okay. us. Julie, yes, that's right. That's what you spend every day doing, thinking about criminals <laughs> right. and crime. But you're talking about the lack of crime. I know nothing about that. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Well, that's that's got to be bad for your business, too. Yeah, it's black. bad for business. It's terrible. <laughs> right. But I can't say I really need more crime, though. No. no do you have a stack of ideas not. in your drawer at home? I do. I have actually stacks and stacks. I have uh, file drawers full of old clippings and things like that about. From the Times Picayune. Violent crimes. Most from the Times Picayune. So, what's going to happen now that there's nothing to clip? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm out of ideas. Excuse me, but there's a lot to clip, believe me. Yeah. And, Julia, I just got to say that a lot of people don't know this about me, but when I was in college, I also worked in the city morgue. So oh, I, I think had, that's really? an accurate statement. I don't think a lot of people did, did know really? that. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think yeah. that's very so accurate. You, yeah, so I know all those stories. I could write a book, too. Oh, <laughs> leave man. Me on, What's know, the one you'd start with, you John, could. if you had to write one right now? What was a good story of the heaven and the morgue? Oh, no, I can't tell you. Let's start, <laughs> let's start <laughs> off. Mixed mix company. It was, a night, <laughs> it was a night like this. I can't tell you because it, 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 it was quite sobering, you know, to as... As a young adult, to uh, to work in a morgue. Been, Why did you want to work in the morgue? Well, I didn't. I wanted to work. Yeah. I was. I wasn't handling. Work. I wasn't handling the cadavers, mind you. What? But I was writing up the short synopsis of how they became cadavers. You did. Right. So if you and were did a you doctor, get, yeah. if you were a policeman. Oh, so he's a, a fiction writer. Member, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a family member and you reported the dead, I would have all the information and then make a nice. You know, uh, top story. As right. To, you know, like a, like what a, you happened. have to do like a paragraph. Yeah. Absolutely. A little synopsis. A you know, I would do it more. That. You know. And who would receive? Who would get that? Where did that information go? Dad to? would go with their final record. It goes yeah. in a file somewhere in the, <laughs> right. in the city morgue. Uh, I guess in the. Um, the, uh, the perm- state's it, records. Uh, right. the, uh, why why just let me ask you this? This is a ridiculous question, probably. But why would you have to be in the morgue to do that? Why couldn't they just have just? Because this was before the internet. Computers, yeah, you, you, know, they, you had to do it right there. Yeah, on a typewriter. I wasn't that's in the, the morgue. The morgue was underneath me. Oh, was, okay. But that's considered the coroner's office. It's the coroner's office. But yes. it's much better to say I worked in a morgue. Because I'm but, sure we all have visions of you wandering around with people with their feet sticking out of the cooler. Toe tags. Yeah. Only went, I only had to do, I only did that twice in four years. You, you went know. downstairs? And I went that. downstairs and, you know... I had to assist uh, uh, someone, you know, and it was very disturbing for me personally, you know. I think anybody, but, you know, I think anybody who goes through that, it would be disturbing, you know, sure. to have to move a dead body, you know. But that's a reality. I would think. Because guess what? Somebody's going to have to move you one day. Well, that's one way of looking at it. Have you, <laughs> have you thought about your... Did Unless you, you're going to get up and walk, did you baby. Think, did you think about your own death a lot while you were working there? Well, I, I thought about more, uh, you know, not my own death. Uh, of course, I didn't uh, obsess on anything like that. But I was quite aware. It didn't make a difference. You know, if you were two seconds or 
102. Right. You could still come You're across their deaths. Sure. And did, and did it in give you any, any kind of way, the most right. ridiculous way, that, you know, the most humiliating way? Did it give you any sense of appreciating life more, like working in a morgue? I think it did. I think it did. Absolutely. I always love life, man, you know. You I seem like that. an extremely yeah. happy person. I am happy, you know. I, am, I was brought up as a very, in a happy family with a mother and father, uh, the same mother and father, with ten kids, you know, in a beautiful ten. house. Ten. Ten. You have house. nine brothers wow. and sisters? Nine brothers and sisters. And same mother still, and father. Are they still all here? Vi- uh, all my brothers and sisters. My mother is going to be 90 in October. Everybody's alive. Everybody's alive. You know. They all have kids? No, because you know, once you once you have when you grow up with ten kids, you don't yeah, want to. Who wants any more? That's exactly right. <laughs> Tired of sharing. Like nine, what would we have? Nine, seven billion or nine billion and counting? I think it's seven billion. I think when we got to yeah. nine billion, there's going to be a bit of a shakedown. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going to have to happen. Yeah, it's got to slow down. Somewhere. And David, you two guys know each other because you took right photographs. I, I, I've, I've right. started. A, I've got a new book coming out, and it's called When Not Performing. And I went and photographed 71 of New Orleans musicians. And John was one of the guys. So you've done a book of writers and now a book of musicians. Yeah. What's next? Writing, um, music, I mean, and chefs. Well, chefs or, or, or artists in their studios. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm captivated by the creative process. And, and, and Julie um, showed me how, when she was writing, she would take different colored post-it notes on her first I manuscript. I remember that. Oh, it had an impact on me, a <laughs> really? very profound... It's a shame that you take photos in black and white, isn't it? I know. Because we could have seen the... Yeah, but, yeah. but it's, it's one of those things where when she was doing something about NOPD, they used to have blue and white, so everything would be in blue. If it was something that was bloody, there were pink post-it notes. And so she had this color coding. Yeah. So she would write, and then if she knew she had to do additional research, she could look in her manuscript and see where these ah. spots were. So it, okay. it was brilliant. You're still using that system? It was brilliant, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Uh, not so much anymore mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of the fixes go online. So. Oh, really? Yeah, but that, that was a better system. That though. was a better system because you could it really look at was. it. Yeah, you can look it at it and then you can rip them all off at once right. and it feels great. <laughs> the sensation, yeah, the yes. sensation of oh, really? completing Done. Yeah. Done. So did you come up, do you come up with a story like that and then you, and you block it out with colors? Like I, no, no. I just, what or? I do is I would leave in, I, I would just um, leave blank what I didn't know. You know, like if, oh. if it was something about the police department or something about the morgue, say, or something medical, I would just, I might just write it the way I thought it might happen or right. something like but that. But you'd make then, a note, I've got to go back and check And then I put a note this. on it. And then, but yeah, now you don't have, have to do that. Back. Now you just Google it instantly as you go, right? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's <laughs> really it, changed my life. Everybody knows everything. <laughs> Honest to God, true story. I know the guy who invented the color code file system. He's a billionaire now. <laughs> a color code file Could system. I didn't know there was a color code file system. <laughs> on Manila folders? Yeah. And the little color. The little thing that has a little color on, yeah. the little, yeah. on that little extra bit. Yep. Yeah, see, I guess so someone simple. had to invent that. It's so simple. Right. How did you meet that guy exactly? Uh, it's a long story, but it was through B.B. <laughs> King a concert. Let's say that. You went to a B.B. <laughs> King concert. And the guy who, uh, the guy who invented the Manila folders was backstage. His friend was at a B.B. King yeah. concert. I think you're very, it's a long story. Do you think that's true? you think he really did invent the color code? Absolutely. I mean, I, I saw the articles. Okay. So yeah. he went viral. Yeah. He went viral. That <laughs> I've always wondered who invented the twist tie. Do you happen to meet that guy anywhere? <laughs> right. I Leonard Cohen yeah, concert, maybe. <laughs> who invented the twist tie? Hey, someone's got to look that up for us here. That's right. Where's my iPad? Hey, John, let's take a listen to a song. What do you think? We've got, you know what we we've got do? a lot to choose from. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll do this one. We're going to take something from the past. Okay. I recorded this in... <clears throat> Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, oh, there's no point in coming to these shows prepared. I agree with you. He recorded yeah, it here. Me, yeah. he, he recorded That's it in New Orleans. Which year I did this You didn't record. even have glasses on. That's Gosh, impressive. It doesn't make a difference. Time is... We'll time. have a crack. I mean, time is moot. Yeah, that's true. Was, it was a long time ago. It was not. Well, it was in the nineties. Okay. Well, that's, okay. That was, is a long time ago. It now. was in the nineties. You could be in born the early, in the nineties and be allowed to vote. It was in early, I would say in the early nineties, and it's a song that was written 
by uh, a saxophone player, Lauren Pickford, who plays in my band. He wrote it as a requiem, as a segue from my coroner's office. Yes, we're getting onto a bad theme. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No, uh, sex and death, you can't go wrong, man. Look, that sounds... Not in New Orleans. uh, Connected. (laughs) You know? (laughs) <laughs> anyway, we'll come back to that in but, a minute. But yeah. but the song is was written as a requiem for a great uh, uh, musician from Brazil. And do you remember who? But it was? the guy, yes, of course, Milton Nascimento. But thankfully, his health got better. He didn't die. So I did not put it on the record. Ah, you had the thing standing by. I had it standing. Well, I, I did. Think, I, I think like, Mitch, like, Mitch, I think. We're I think, waiting. I think Mitch knows Milton. You knew Milton Nelson, didn't I did, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time ago. Mitch right. is a friend of mine. I got to work with him on one. Project. Incredible, incredible. Uh, He's brilliant. Absolutely. I love by well, the Brazilians. Let's hear it. Okay. So, but anyway. What's, yeah, okay. The, the reason so I once it, he died, then you can well, put it on he, the record. When it, did he die? Not he didn't die. But if someone wrote a requiem for me, I would want to hear it. Sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to hear it? I might write one for you. And besides, this also... uh, Ding dong. This also kind of like... (laughs) Yeah, sorry. This also saved me a lot of money uh, by not having to get some lawyers to uh, pursue the record company that was selling my record uh, without my permission. So by putting on an extra song... It made theirs obsolete. Well, that's over my head, that thing. How do you figure that out? Because... It cancels out all the... Yeah, because it's who's going to want to buy their record when it can get one, the same thing? Oh, on yours. Ah, oh, I see. Ta-da! Genius. <laughs> okay. Not genius. What is the so- what's the song called? Milton. Okay. Let's have a listen to it.
Mitch, you've got a song called Milton as well, remember? I do. I think I'm going to have to play it. Uh, why can't you play that in a little bit? I will. That's a great idea. Hey, listen, we've got a special treat here. You guys, we've yes. got... Uh, have you guys heard of Pop Stars? Yes. This bag here contains popsicles that are made locally at Juan's Flying Burrito by Chef Neil Swidler. They sell them there, and they also sell them at Slice Pizzeria and at Zeitgeist Theatre. Oh, Actually, my. John, take, take one. Yes, they have two flavours, Chocolate Elvis and Plum Honeydew. I think that's a plum honeydew, that one. It looks chocolate Elvis? Chef, yeah, chocolate Elvis is one. Here, take one, Julie. No, thanks. No. You don't want one? She's, she's Why? Dri- she's driving. Come on. <laughs> You've got to try one. You don't eat popsicles. Why no. not? Well, the popsicles are good, but the wooden sticks are just... You don't eat the wooden yeah, sticks. Right. Julie, don't eat the wooden sticks. <laughs> Give the wooden stick to your there. dog. You, you know have what? a dog, right? I do have a dog. These what are you going to have, honeydew? You know what? I would try one, but I think... Yes. It wouldn't go well with these uh, white jeans. No. <laughs> well, I've got, we've got napkins here. So take yeah, the chocolate elves. I'm, I'm living on the edge. Yeah. I'm doing this. Come I'm doing one. I'm going to have the chocolate elves. <laughs> Chef, Chef wow. Neil, use, it's made with fresh fruit, tea, juices, nuts, and dairy to create these That's tasty really frozen good. treats. We've got, we got the honeydew there, the plum honeydew, and the chocolate elves. But there's tons, there's tons of other flavors if you go to Wands or Zeitgeist. Just oh my! Pizza, how is it? Good. It's delicious. Oh my goodness! It doesn't taste like a burrito Peach, cinnamon, or anything. Swirl. <laughs> you can get or pineapple, pizza. mint, almond joy, and drunky monkey. Julie, I can't believe I can't talk you into it. Try one. I think they just want well, to get a picture of you. Uh, you can take it off the stick. Just, of course just you can. Suck the All first right, part. Okay, Come on, Julie's taking it. Which one? Okay. That's the honeydew. Try chocolate. I want to try the honeydew. I'm going to try the chocolate Elvis one. Yeah, try the Elvis one. You can find out more about these on the internet. Have you heard of the internet, you guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> At Pop Stars, okay, this is the, probably the, the craziest uh, URL I've ever had. PopstarsIcicleTreats.com. Wow. This is, this is PopstarsIcicleTreats. Okay, I'm going to have one as well. This is very smart for New Orleans. What you, isn't oh, that? that's delicious. <coughs> ah, really Julie's a convert. It really is good. The honeydew, yeah. this, what is it? Graham, here, take one. <laughs> this is delicious. Chris, you want one? This is like the modern-day yeah, hucklebuck. Tim? <laughs> Oh. Chocolate Elvis. Two oh is having God. a chocolate Elvis. That's right. The whole gang. Elvis, Elvis is in the building. We need, to give, we need to give the rest of oh, these away. Sure. Bob Perrin is sitting over here, world famous photographer. Bob, take a Bob. popsicle. Otherwise, Bob, you really should. Yeah, you got to have one. Otherwise, it's, they're going to melt. What are we going to do with them? These are these you are serious. incredible. Grand, our producer. Grand these are incredible. Okay. So why is it called chocolate Elvis? Good question. I mean, I understand Cherry Garcia, but I don't know that I get chocolate Elvis. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Aren't they good? I taste like, is it peanut butter? I taste. Yeah, it's got a little peanut butter and chocolate. Wow. Yeah, oh, because be Elvis. 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 Now we've got it. Because uh, Elvis like peanut butter and uh, bacon. Uh, uh, and this is melon and. Honeydew. It's a honeydew melon and, and what? Plum honeydew. Wow, it's I haven't got gotten to the plum part, but the honeydew wow. melon is <laughs> yeah. off the hook. Right? That's great. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's the right temperature, right too. These guys, yeah. these guys are very clever. It's perfect, perfect. This is the ones flying burritos, yeah. slice, and the Zeitgeist is smart enough to sell them at the movies. That's this brilliant is, for the movies. Yeah. yeah. This is like modern day Hucklebucks. Hucklebucks. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I don't know what there is. Oh, oh man. Tell him. Tell him. Enlighten him, please. All the little sweet shops mm-hmm. would sell Hucklebucks, which were frozen cups, Hucklebucks. They were homemade. Homemade, you know, with, with syrup and different flavors and. Uh, Wanda, Wanda usually in, and Right. You're usually in. Introduce uh, me to him. Paper cups. In Dixie cups. Old Dixie oh, cups. And then you would flip them right out. No, yeah. no, 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 no stick in it. You'd have to no wooden push sticks. it out <laughs> yeah, that's much and better. turn it upside down. Mm. Yeah. And that's a hucklebuck. When I, when I went okay. to take pictures of Wanda Ruzan for my book on so, Southern Riders, she wanted to know had I ever had one. 
and she had one left. And her niece was coming over, and she had to call her niece to get permission to, to give, give it up to that me because she said she wanted this white boy to have a hucklebuck. Wow! <laughs> so it was a black thing, the hucklebuck. Yeah, well, I don't. I think it's just a cultural thing. Everybody had hucklebucks. It was so damn hot in New Orleans. Mm. But didn't people make them and they'd sell them out of their houses? Out of their houses. They'd have, they'd, mm. they'd have the Hucklebuck signs right at their door written on oh, cardboard. Wow. So you just knock on someone's door and say, can I buy a Hucklebuck off you? No, you John, look out for your pants. You. Did you get yourself? <laughs> oh, the plum. The too plum bad. got me. Oh, mm. On those it nice white plum. pants, too. Yeah, okay. Tim, what do you think? Good? Awesome. Okay. Delicious. Is Bob, Bob Heron refuses to have one. Okay. Julie, I wanted to ask you about sex and death. Worth it. Before. Sex and death? <laughs> yeah, before we oh, were favorite talking. Favorite subjects. They're your two favorite subjects? Mm. Well, what's the, <laughs> some of them. What's the connection? Yeah. The connection between sex and death? <laughs> well, I'm not really a vampire novelist. That's true. Do you ever met Anne Rice? I have met Anne Rice, yes. But that was a long, long time ago right. before she actually forsook the city. Yeah, she gave up. Yeah. So you're still here. Where did you come from originally? Savannah? Uh, Savannah by way of Ole Miss, Uh by way of California. I really lived a long, long time in California before I came back to New Orleans. I came to New Orleans after college. And then you went to California Mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. You were a writer at the San Francisco Chronicle, it says. I was. In your bio. That's true. You were in the, what did you write for them? Features or a, a reporter? I, wrote, I, I love to write features for them, but I did mostly general assignment, and I had the court beat for a year. But I really loved the crime beat. I couldn't get it, though, because, you know, you, you had to be a grizzled to... old guy. Ah, yeah. That. In those yeah. days, did you have to drink yeah. a lot of whiskey? It was absolutely. It was do you still drink a lot of whiskey? Um, every chance I get. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Well, woman, I should say, really. Right. <laughs> How much have you drunk today? A couple of bottles? <laughs> Not you look quite, pretty sober. Um, yeah, okay, I've had about three bottles today, okay. actually. Yeah. So, so you get up in the morning. I expect, do you get up in the morning? Normally that's a bit of an assumption <laughs> right there. What time well, do you wake up? first I go to bed in the morning. Okay. <laughs> I never go to bed before oh, bed, too. I got my too. pants as well now. <laughs> uh-huh. You see, you've got to be careful with these things. I got the chocolate on my pants. Look at that. You think it'll stain, John? Does it come out? Uh, it don't make a difference. Okay. Oh, that is such a problem. We bummer. can take our pants off, I <laughs> That's <laughs> not. Then we'd be back to sex and death again. We're back onto that. <laughs> right. Hopefully not death, but... <laughs> okay, so what time do you get up in the morning, Julie? What time do I get up in the morning? <laughs> as late as possible, actually. Uh, but as you point out, I do have a dog, and they tend to wake you up. Yeah. So, you know. But I would sleep until 10 o'clock if I could. Can't be done, though. Really? Hey, can we get, like... Can we get like a sauce? Oh, no, now it's on the yep. table. What's happening? It's going the everywhere. Plum, yeah. <laughs> I've got the chocolate oh, on the table, too. Uh. Okay, so we're really getting off the subject here for a minute. That's okay. Um, so you go up in the morning and you start thinking about how people get murdered and bludgeoned. and. Mm. Yeah, in fact, last night I was thinking about ways to hide bodies. My husband and I had about an hour conversation about it. Yeah? Yeah. Did he have any good ideas? He did. <laughs> he, he feels, does he get a, yes. He feels the best way is in water. It, mm. you, you can't lose in water because, oh, you know, I don't know it's, it's gone oh, fast. thanks, Tim. Oh, thank you. Perfect. But there's other good but ways. People, they throw people into lakes and, you know, into this, the ocean and they find them. A little bit of a guy mm-hmm. killed his wife in, in California, that famous case recently, and took her out in the fishing boat <coughs> about right. a year ago, two years ago, remember? A couple of years ago, right? What was that guy's name? It was I don't paper. remember that. Oh, how how easily we forget. I yeah. Missing a that was a huge that story. Was, that, that was, yeah, that was, that was a, Anthony cute Casey. That was a cute couple. That was bigger yes. than Anthony Casey. Go back. Bigger than Anthony Casey. Just come on, yes. go back. Drew yeah. Peterson. There you Drew go, Peterson. my friend. Drew Peterson. Yes, okay. There you go. That guy killed his wife allegedly. Oh, no, I think he actually did now, right? Yes. We can say he did. He was yeah, found he guilty. Did. He did. He threw her off a boat. <laughs> and then she washed <laughs> up like... Five miles down the shore somewhere. That happens all the time, right? You forgot the concrete block. No, no, you Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson. Okay, sorry. God, maybe I should edit that out in case someone is called. I think that was a very amateurish attempt. Okay, so where did he go wrong? Well, he didn't put the concrete block on. Oh, okay. You have to have that. So what do you do? If you go to Lowe's and buy quickcrete, John's shaking his head, no, no, no. Cement boots. I I don't think that'll work. (laughs) Because, you know, it's... You have the dental records. There's you have that. The bones. There's there's just DNA. There's I mean, the, you know there's, there's just so much now that they can. Uh, well, Julie, how do you get around well, that? We should write this is, stuff. Burning is good. Burning. Did your husband have any? Idea? Well, that's opposite of water, well, isn't it? Do you yes, want that's cup? the opposite of water. Yes, I'm going to grab. Okay, the cup put that in the cup for a minute. I know we're really. Stu- yeah. Look at my pants are ruined. Oh, John's pants are ruined. <laughs> my, my 
wonder if we. Oh God, look at that! That looks like you've been painting. Looks like the Japanese flag. It's exactly like it. It's a, <laughs> it's it's a zero. It's nice, actually. It's a good look. I don't mind. I like that. Great. Yeah. I hope you're going to a gig. Looks, Are you going to a gig right after like this? Lot, you know so. what? It's, you shouldn't it's, wear white it's, pants it's, to these shows, John. You ought to know. You know what? Now. I should just wear these white pants wherever I go out to eat. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. And then you just have like painters' like, pants. Oh, that's right. Be like Be like a record of everything. Exactly. Like painting. Yeah. Of New Orleans food. So you come up with a you trying why are you trying to figure out how to hide someone? This is your what twenty first novel you're writing now? No, actually I'm working on a play with a friend. Ah. Just for fun, another crime writer named Nevada Barr. Yeah. And we're just messing around and having a lot of fun with it. And so the question came came up about how to hide a body. On stage. And on stage. That's exactly going to be tricky, right. isn't it? How do you do that? Oh, well, Trapped we have when you lots write, of ideas. When you write actually. a novel, your mind can take flight, I suppose. For example, I, I, got, the, you, I got this off the internet as well. This is the synopsis of it. Uh, you wrote this book called Curse Busters. I did. Okay. I wrote that book. Okay. And this is a... I don't, did you write this synopsis here or has this come from the publisher or something? I probably did. I Budding don't know. Budding psychic. <laughs> Reno is the, she's the most accomplished... Te- just listen to this for a start. Teen burglar. Oh, yes. That was me who wrote that. Okay. Yes. For a start, she's a teen burglar. <laughs> yeah. And she gets sent off to bad girl school. That isn't even her worst problem. Her sister, Haley is dying of an illness no one can diagnose. Yeah. Okay. Sad. The school psychics have found each other and formed their own club. Her gay friend Carlos and the other Ozone Rangers. Yeah, it's a psychic club. And she's been cursed by the Mayans. She has a Mayan curse. Well, if it's a psychic club, do they hold meetings together or do they just... Why bother? (laughs) If you know what everyone's going to... Why would you need to have a meeting if you know what everyone's going to (laughs) say? And then the last thing is, can she trust this person, AB? Despite his cuddly appearance, she knows he's a merciless predator. And ruthless assassin, and he's not even human. Yeah, he's not a person at all. Okay, so you you just dreamt up all this stuff. This is just yeah. one. This is just one book. Yeah, yeah. This would be that's, enough. This would... That's mild. That's minor. That's nothing. But how that's do you? Mild. Do you? What do you use for inspiration? Uh, well, actually, in that case, Mayan ruins were big. Um, yeah. I've never. You ever been to any Mayan ruins? You walk through and you think. Oh my God! What did this look like, and what did they do here? Yeah. Right. So that that was large, and the end of the world. You know that had to do with it too, because we all know that's coming that's unless coming someone could prevent it. And well, apparently you know. it's already been, and we just missed it. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> you know, what I, I heard. Yes. Yeah, it happened, and, <laughs> and you weren't there with us. No, no, no. we were in a, a different sort of parallel universe. So, I mean, I this like is that. a silly question, but do you smoke a lot of weed or anything like that? Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have trouble hearing? <laughs> Short-term memory actually. loss? <laughs> Short-term I mean, memory loss, the whole thing? And my knees are really creaky. Do too. these crazy ideas come from like anything external, or is it all in your head? I mean, do you smoke weed, or do you drink a lot, or do you go running, or do you do something that stimulates your brain? I sometimes listen to music. Sometimes. Actually, I listen to music, yes. Yeah. But sometimes, no, actually, I have a really overactive imagination. Um, and if I smoke pot... I mean, that is if I did smoke pot. Of course I don't. But if I did, or mm-hmm. if I drank, or something like which that. Which you don't drink. Which I wouldn't any do either. Whiskey. Except no. for the three bottles of whiskey. Today. today. That was just today because you were nervous about coming yeah. on the show. Yeah, right? yeah, I was. Yeah. Except for that. Well, anyway. Um, no. I, I can't focus if I do that. Right. I find so these ideas a just nice cup of tea, come it? to you. So these, you come up No, with they won't go away. It's not like they come to me. It's like, you know, yeah. they just, they're just there all the time and they just won't go away. What would happen if you weren't a writer? You'd be in the nuthouse. I would. I would. And so it's fortunate that, you know, so, oh, the computer so has been you, invented. So when you write it down, do they go away? When you Pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, they so do. That's, but another one takes you, its and place. Then you get them out. But another one comes and, you know, sure. it's always, that always, always one. Yeah. Standing in line, waiting to get... That's waiting right. to get well, in you know, that, was, yeah. that was the other thing that yeah. when I took Julie's picture was, you know, I, the, the, you know, some people will have one or two books in them. You could tell from Julie that there was just this reservoir of things, and she's constantly looking and feeling and seeing stuff. And you knew there was going to be more and more and more. She's already written. You've written more books than I've read already. <laughs> <laughs> you must read it yeah, by two times, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Double. Well, now there's a Kindle as well, so I don't even have to get through many. You just get through the first couple of screens, and you're like, oh, I read that. <laughs> You get sick of it, and you got another one for two ninety nine. That's right. Hey, I know. Mitch, it's really. Let's take a listen to Milton, <laughs> and then we're going to come back and talk about photographs with David. In just a moment. All right. Here's the. the this the is the Mitch version. Foreman yes. version of Milton. Oh, okay. <laughs> Milton. 
Wow, that was beautiful, wasn't it? That was beautiful. Mitch Foreman, what do you think of that, John? I thought that was beautiful. I thought he was going to, you know, satirize it and just make it. I thought he was going to do something funny of it. I thought he was going to make fun. That was beautiful, Mitch. Mitch, that's gorgeous, man. Oh, thank you. No, I was really, I was always inspired by him, man. What great music. Yep. That's amazing. Beautiful, that beautiful song, Mitch. Yeah, nice Gorgeous. job. Very nice indeed. Mitch Woman. How'd you do that? <laughs> I was young. <laughs> that was a while ago when you wrote that. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. Hey, listen, if you're listening to this show outside of New Orleans and you're coming to New Orleans and you're looking for something to do while you're here, you're looking for a hotel or a tour and you need tips on what to do, check in with our friends at neworleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. And when you are here... You guys ever heard of the New Movement? The New Movement Theatre down on Burgundy Street? Julie, you live around there, don't you? Actually, I just moved, so... Where did you uh, move I'm, to? I'm in the Lower Garden District now. Um, wow, I'm you're, out, you're, out of, you're out of the hip neighbourhood. Yeah, well, I used, to be, <laughs> used really to be groovy. And, yeah. I could go down and hear John on a Saturday night, oh, nip yes. in, nip out. He never knew Well, we'll talk about why you moved in a minute, but when you are back Thank down you. in the Maroney, go check out the New Movement Theatre at 1919 Burgundy Street. These guys are really great. They're comedians. It's New Orleans' first comedy theatre. Everything's pretty cheap down there, or the shows are free. They have improv and sketch comedy classes. You can check them out at tnmcomedy.com for more information, and you can listen to Chris True and Tammy Nelson on a show called True to the Game, which is New Orleans' first badass sports podcast on this website. It's neworleans.com. So check it out. Hey, um, David, I wanted to talk to you about taking photos. Mitch, thank you very much. Another beautiful... Yeah, absolutely. Another beautiful music. And David... You took photos. You take black and white photos. Right. Still, only, yeah. even though you can buy color film now. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and <laughs> I, um, all my personal work, I, use, I do use film. You still use film? Absolutely. You don't use video. Who's no. making film? Where do you buy that? Well, I mean, you know, Kodak still makes Tri-X. And they as do? Long, yeah, as long as they do that. And, and, you know, try as you might, when you hold up the DVD to any light source you will not see an image. <laughs> and True. so archivally, 100 years from now, 150 years from now, I would like to think somebody would want to pick up my negatives and be able to see something. They will be able to capture that. But there won't be machines... Right. That we'll be able to read those things. That's so true. There won't be, will there? Because no, it'll be we've already thing. outgrown all these machines. Don't you guys have those? You, Julie, you must have those too. You have stuff on, on different floppy disks. Me- me- floppy oh, disks yeah. or God and, and knows you, what. And, and you can, you yeah, can migrate right. it forward, but it will become so voluminous that it'll become so expensive that you won't be able to okay, do it. Okay, now that's something I've never thought of in my life. Everyone who's taking these digital photos, they're all going to be lost forever because oh. at some point we're not going to have an instrument that reads them. absolutely that's amazing and, 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 what wow I, I that's would disagree. I Mitch disagree. Mitch disagrees yeah I mean every, every once in a while you just upload your stuff to the next format you just keep migrating it over right hey, hang on. and, the, and the, the medium gets cheaper and cheaper well you're right but that is a, a mechanical process let's say that I passed away and I had a box full of DVDs in my attic and there was nobody in the family to migrate them forward. And then right. a generation or two went by, and somebody went up there and found these things. I, I have eBay. a... a huh? my, par- my parents' wedding was on a wire recorder. On a wire yeah. recorder? On Hang a on wire. a sec, Mitch. Al is here. You guys like a drink? Al, would you want... <laughs> John? I'll take a... Yeah, an Abita. Abita. Abita yeah. for David. John, what were you having? It's happy hour. You can drink. It is happy hour. Yeah, you drink. might as well just go. Just for five it. o'clock somewhere. Hell. Here, uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'll take a beer also. Do you have Fendi Um On draft, we have a beer amber and no blonde. Give me a beer. Julie. Another bottle of whiskey, please. Okay. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. Four is okay, so, Mitch, how did you get it? I, I don't even know what a wire is exactly. It's really old technology, and there's always one guy somewhere. On, I use the internet. Uh, that, back to the damned internet again. Yeah, and but, I found a place that trans, transferred wire. But for the vast it. majority of yes, people, right. it, it, they will be lost. Well, you, you know what? I have pictures of my great-grandparents right. and my great-great-grandparents. Right. And what are they? They're, they're on tinfoil. Right. Well, oh, yeah, they're on tin types. Uh, they're on tin types. My, yeah. my brother... Uh, did the little magical stuff and put them through the, uh, what do you call it? The scanner? Scanner. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think by and large you're right. I mean, when most of us are taking photos for ourselves, just, you know, to have, you know, you used to have a photo album and now you have all the stuff on your iPod or whatever it is. Right. But 
I have all these things that I've got on other f- forms, like, and they're not photos, but there's music and there's photos right. and there's right. stuff I've written and all sorts. And it's on like zip drives and sure. it's on those floppy disks, mm-hmm. the three inch ones and the, even the five inch ones that you can't. I, I have no clue what's on those things no. anymore. But isn't that going to happen to our photos and to your writing as well? I can't find anything anymore. Well, yeah, it's all on different devices. It's every kind of well, place. You know, right. in, in, my, right. in my gallery, I have a photograph that was taken of my father, my brother, and myself. It was black and white. It is pristine. It is the, as it was the day it was delivered to our house. The, the color photographs of me as a little boy have all faded. Mm-hmm. And so one of the other permanent ways is by shooting in black and white. The black and whites, you can do it archivally, and they will So last. black and white lasts longer than color. Yeah, because the, the dyes in color... Mm-hmm. Are light sensitive. So, if, if only we could be black and white in real life. That's mm. what I try to be. And live. Do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean in shades of gray. But I mean, it, you, well, know, you can't say that anymore. Now that's that's gone. that's been hijacked. That's that's phrase now. Yeah, my mistake. Um, what What do you mean by that? Really? Well, though? I mean, I you know, I try to have a, a pretty strong work ethic. Um, I try to follow. Um, you know, I, I hate to say, but almost a Zen approach to some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I try to be true to it, and I, you know, I want my first photographs, ultimately in my life, to be like my last ones. The same process, so there's some consistency. I mean, one of the things that that upsets me about writing today, <clears throat> in the old days, you could go to the University of South, well, you can go to the University of South Carolina and see Scott Fitzgerald's first. Manuscript, yeah. and then you can see how it evolves to the final book, and you see the development of the character, and you see who was in there and who's now. Now, you just hit delete, <laughs> and it's gone. So you don't get to see the creative process, and I—that's one of the reasons why I take pictures of the musicians. It's one of the reasons why I take pictures of writers because I love that creative process. I'm fascinated by it. And what sort of a process do you capture when you? I mean, you, this is the co- list of contents from your new book. Mm-hmm. What's this book going to be called? When not performing. When not performing. Because Sorry, I, I mean, you know, know with, with all right. due respect, another picture of John on stage singing yeah. sucks. Is a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a yawn, but uh, but 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 the picture of you've right. seen the picture of John in his in his house. Yeah. Big elephant leaf. Plants. I mean, it's a little peak. It tells you more about a person than standing yeah. up, you know. He's performing. Well, how do you feel about the Herman Leonard photos? He took all those photos of those people performing, and you somehow got to no, feel no, no, you got no, to know yeah, them. No, he's a master. And, and he yeah. did things that are just remarkable. Right. And, and I'm not that kind of a guy, though. I shoot with Leica cameras. I shoot with range finders. Minimalist. Yeah, I saw a photo of you shooting. It's like a tiny little Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a camera that's been around since the 1930s. And, um, wow. well, I mean, Bob's got one right there. But, I mean, um, when you walk into a room with a lot of equipment and lights, you alter the situation. Yeah. And so the Leica camera is very quiet. It's very personal. And you squeeze off some shots, and you get to feel part of it. When you, when you go, oh, this is a, how many guys, are, this is 71, did you say people? Yeah, 71. So there's some really amazing people on this list. Like, there's people like Dave Bartholomew, who oh, is really the, one of the... Oh, he's a, the granddaddy of it all. Granddaddy of it all, exactly. There's Fro- Clarence Frogman Henry. Wow. <laughs> there's the three Mazakowskis. Right. Which, well, Dave, interesting about Dave. He was being honored at the Roosevelt Hotel yeah. for a lifetime of... Contributing to the musical community of New Orleans. Right. When you think about it, when Dave Bartholomew started, he couldn't go into the Roosevelt Hotel. Mm. He was the wrong color. Because it was white only. And so here he is at the end of his life. Right. He's being honored at the Roosevelt. So it's this wonderful full circle. And so when he said, you know, how about taking my picture here? That's a great idea. The light bulb went off. So how, how do you... Sorry, John, you want to say? Yeah, I want to say, I, you know, I sang at that, uh-huh. uh, I sang at that uh, event. event. Yeah. It was uh, one of Dave's favorite tunes. Uh, what was it? Uh, he's, Sorry, he's, probably got, he's probably got seven <laughs> or eight hundred favorite tunes. I mean, Dave is just remarkable. Yeah, it was, It's amazing how many songs now, he's Now, let me tell you one yeah. little aside. I took the photograph over to his son to let him look at it. And his son works out of the house where Dave and Fats recorded some of their earliest songs. And um, 
on. Um, they still have the same house down there. Well, they, they've, they've kept it That's in the family. Right. I mean, they all live in bigger houses and other places and stuff. But this is on North there in Galvez. Mm-hmm. And his son's looking at the photograph, and he says, wow, this is the best picture of my dad. And so I noticed that he has tattoos of his kids and his wife and stuff like that. And I said, well, how come you don't have a picture of your father? And he says, well, I haven't ever found one good enough. And he turns to me and he says, can I use this wow. to be tattooed? And so wow, I, that's, I, a, yeah, that's, that's what a compliment. <laughs> that's not going to happen too many times in my life. <laughs> I was going to ask you about these 71 people. How did you get their phone numbers? Um, I, have a lot of trouble, I have a lot of trouble getting these people's phone numbers. Yeah, well, you you know, have you've them? got yeah, you've could got a you, reputation. Could you send them to me? <laughs> how, seriously, though, for how do you line up something like this? This must take years to well, do. Well, it, it, it takes some time. Um, fortunately, people realize that I'm respectful to them. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these sessions took less than an hour in, in each one. Because these are busy people. Right. I but mean, we spent, spent, we spent probably 45 minutes, John and I. That's all. Right. And, and it's, you have to be respectful of what they do. And um, just lucky. I mean, I go to somebody, and they, they've, they've seen the work I did on something. Yeah, Night. you're a great <laughs> photographer, and everybody knows you, and you're a celebrity. So I would imagine when, they, when you call and say, I want to take your photo, does anyone say no? Oh, Sure. Yeah, and, let's, and, and let's call them out right now. <laughs> no, Who was no. it? Come on. No, no, no. We won't do that. But uh, there, there were some. Um, there were some that, that thought that they should have been paid. Oh, that's always a, and, and, right. and, 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 you know, when you try to explain to them that there's going to be 71 other people and basically the rising tide floats all boats, mm. I would ask them, look, after I do the book and they see your picture and then ask the concierge to book a ticket at a club, and then they buy your CD, are you going to be sending me a check? Mm-hmm. And they go, no. I said, well, why not? So, uh, you know, th- th- there this was... This is a real New Orleans musician question, though, that you get almost oh. all the time, because almost everybody, I'm sure you're going to test this, John, has been ripped off oh, yeah. by everybody. Absolutely. And so every time you want to, if you want to talk to musicians often, right. not, not to interview people, but if you want them to do anything, right. they're expecting to get paid, which, I mean, is not... It's, it's not unreasonable. Not, not unreasonable. Thank you. Good word. So I can imagine why you'd right. get a bit of resistance. But all these people said, yes, there's some awesome. I'd like to just hear the story about um, when you went to uh, Jay Munkadee's house. That <laughs> Jay, ah. Jay Munkadee, I can't even imagine what his house looks like. What does it look like? Yeah, he wouldn't let me in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. Right there. You answered, answered right there we go. But, it, but he, he is like he's a 78 record. I mean, he starts talking and he's got... Stories, just boom, 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 right. boom, boom, and so you finally have to kind of throw your hands up and say, "Stop! Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Could I take no you a photo? No <laughs> Could you stop no moving?" Moss, no moss. Yeah. <laughs> and and but you know he's this iconic creature from New mm-hmm. Orleans. I mean, you know, he's really larger than life, actually. Oh, he, he, you know, and and, and is that a real saying, Julie? Right. Really? Can you no, say I, larger than life and get away with this? Story? I think so. Okay. Yes. And so, Sorry, but David. he, but he, you know, I, I asked him to play a couple of songs, get a harmonica and, and blow, and and um, he said, "Well, what are you going to pay me?" <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But you got a photo of him. Oh, he's yeah. in the book. Oh, oh, he's fantastic. I mean, did you get just, his teeth? Well, the, how you know, do we, we do that in black and white, though? We get the right. oh, wait, wait till you see the picture. Okay. I mean, you, you can see the the metal in there. I mean, okay, you know, cool. he's he's. Um, I, I don't know how he goes through an airport. That's right. He has, he, the metal. He's got a drill, oh. man. He's got oh, a drill for sure. Hey, it's funny. Hey, John, let's take a listen to another song. Wow. What are you really? thinking? Why not? I don't know. I, uh, okay. You feel I guess like so. it? Yeah, sure. Okay, pick one that we sure. can listen to. Well, uh, we're gonna listen to the title cut of uh, the new CD which is called All About Everything. Uh, it's a Portug- another Portuguese song uh, related, I guess. The song was... Uh, I can't, um, you know... No fala portuguese. <laughs> I don't speak don't. Portuguese too well, so... Well, you can but, say that. That's more than I can well, say. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. I've been to well, Brazil. How would we know? I've been to Sao Paulo. <laughs> Yeah, I've been yeah. there a couple of times. Yeah, I was in Sao Paulo when the levees failed, man. It was. You were in Sao Paulo yeah, when when Katrina hit. When the levees failed. When the levees failed, we yeah. don't. And the oh, Katrina okay. hit. Okay. Katrina didn't hit New Orleans, but when the levees failed, New Orleans. David has this I amazing book. Have you seen David's book about Katrina? The real story. 
I don't read. Katrina, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's photographic pictures. book. It's pictures. Oh, get me one. Get me one. Get me one. No. That's an, why I'm a photographer. Really I don't great. know how to write. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing book. It's called Katrinaville, Katrinaville Chronicles. It's, well, I, I don't want to speak that. on your behalf. but no. Say that you three can, times. I can't even say it once. <laughs> fast, fast. I don't get paid enough to say that. How much do I get paid if I say Katrinaville Chronicles three times? So this song is a song off an album called All About Everything, oh, yeah, which is a pretty all, good title for an right. album. And this is this tune is actually transliterated, not translated, oh. but transliterated because uh, Portuguese is not written in Aramaic. It's a different language. It's almost like Coptic. It's not. It doesn't help the Strange Greek alphabet. Language. Right. It's not the Greek alphabet. Really. Well, some of okay. it is, but there's... That's what they told you. There's, there's <laughs> a, it was, you know, it's... A, it's. Do they have Braille? Or sign language. I wonder if language. they have... Do they have Braille and sign language? Well, the, a, a gentleman up in New York by the name of Ned Sublet, who's really uh, uh, expert on uh, Latin music yeah. and a very good translator of music, uh, he yeah. translated these words... And it's, it's the song is it's a beautiful song. I think I had never heard it before. What's it called? It's called All About. Oh, the Everything. song is called the same as the right. other. This All is the title about, track. That's the title track. It's another ballad. It's another ballad. I hate didn't it? I hate to bore you guys with ballads, but tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a listen to it. All about everything, John Boutte. For the love of God Don't you see That it's a sin To despise the one who loves you Don't you see That even God Gets angry when He sees someone abandoned For the love of God Go ask our Lord Ask if he brought forth The splendor in the void And if he created everything Male, female, fauna, flora He created their creator to adore If that creator invented his creatures with such love If he made a man of flesh and blood from mud So that he would love our Lord No no Lord, no, it cannot be that the heavens and the earth were made to move. Stars spinning in celestial carousel to revolve around our Lord. That God who created our desires so cruel, He shows us valleys where the milk and honey flows, but those valleys are forgot. For the love of God Don't you see that it's a sin To despise the one who loves you Don't you see that even God Gets angry when he sees someone abandoned Wow, hey, wow 
You know, I could listen to that forever. I didn't know that was going to end. You know, yeah. you, know, you know, what's amazing, though, it's amazing how much Portuguese sounds like English. I understood all the words. <laughs> wow. I, I tell you what, these headphones are, are... It's great that we listen to stuff on headphones again. That, that's yeah. come around, you know, with the iPod and the iPhone. That was so beautiful. Was beautiful. Your voice is ex- just extraordinary. Oh, it's Thank a, it's you so a real much. instrument. It's a, like an instrument. I was thinking the same exact thing. Thank you. Brilliant. To me, it's uh, um, my self-confidence. Lots of times, I'm, I'm like, "Man, what am I doing with my life? Oh my God!" Well, I think we all wonder that. You know, and you know, <laughs> what have I done? And what have I done? <laughs> oh, That's another show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's a series. <laughs> Father Spielman can. But the it's over the Fourth of July weekend. I had a dear friend who. Let me hear her the music that she wakes up to every morning, and she has a list of John Boutte. Wow. I personally never listen to myself right. once it's done, and I don't know if it was that excellent wine uh, <laughs> that I had, the weather, whatever, <laughs> the weather, yeah. the atmosphere, whatever it was. But I stopped and took pause and said, "Wow, I did that. That can't be me. That's me." Yeah. And you know it. It just it just gave me an, another. It just made me feel good about what I did, man. You know, well, you because do it, you, you know, do it every night you perform. That's and I don't you, know it. You know, I, know, I never I do. never know what I'm doing because I even had a phone call once. Somebody called, and by the way, no, I'm not gonna tell you. Well, you might as well. I'm in the damn book. Right, so somebody called my house. So you in a book? I'm a musician. Yes, I'm in a book. Call me, right? So somebody called the house and it says, "I saw you last night at DBA. You were possessed." Click. Wow. <laughs> and I thought about it. I said, "You know, you're damn right. I was. You know, because I don't even remember it. You know, and I don't." So when you listen back to a recording like that, you you're surprised that it's you because you're off somewhere else when you. It sounds like that. It sounds yeah, like, it does. It's very it's like, yeah. It's, it's, well, you it's, know, one of the, one of the things about my photography, I'm dealing with a two dimensional subject, width and height, and so in my Katrina photos, you never, as good or as bad as my pictures are, you never feel the heat, right. hear the silence, or smell the stink. Right. When I take pictures of you and 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 everybody. You never get to see, you know, you're just seeing a very flat, and so I feel very inadequate because it's only a very small Those portion of the... Those pictures are beautiful, though, man. Well, they, you know, whether they are or not, that's for you to decide, but I mean, it, I feel like I'm, I'm just capturing the superficial... Do you feel thing. frustrated by that? that oh, absolutely. When, when I was doing the Katrina book, when I was staying here through Katrina... I never felt so inadequate as a photographer because there's 10 pictures in front of me, 20 to the left, 40 to the right, and where do you begin? One person couldn't possibly capture the entire thing. And as I said, the silence, the heat, the smell, you know, they're not there. You're not talking about here right now, are you? No, you smell good. Then, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I just want to clear that up. Right. But you're a photographer. You're not a, you know, right. smellographer if there is such well, but, a thing. But, well, that's a... That's something for the future, scratch, maybe. Scratch and sniff. Scratch I mean, and sniff. Well, but but no. But, but, but for example, what Julie does, the English language, for all intents and purposes, is a finite language. You and I can go buy a dictionary, and if we could shake all of the words out, we could put them on this table. Twelve monkeys right. <laughs> could eventually write the words right. of Shakespeare. Well, right? but no, no. What? A hundred monkeys, is it? No. What I'm what I'm getting at is, is that it's available <laughs> yeah. to all of us. Right. But. Julie can pluck those words out, the same words that are available to you and me, right. and make something masterful. Well, I could take right. your camera and take photos with it. Sure. But they look like crap. Well, but, but, but that's power. She takes the same thing that's available to you and me, takes mm. a piece of white paper, and moves us right. mm. like that. Right. 
That's that, power. That's art, though. That's the power well, that's, of that's, art. That's, right? that's what everybody, all the three of you have an ability well, in one way to take photos, to sing, and to write. Well, that's why I want to photograph Well, people. could I just mention that I feel inadequate, too, just so... Well, I can't, I can't do that's anything. Why, that's why she drinks all that. <laughs> that's what the booze is all about, really. And Mitch is an amazing piano player. Everybody here can do something. Mitch. All I can do is ask questions and eventually get to the end of 60 Minutes, which we've got to, actually. Oh, really? Point. And say, thank you for joining me. And could you... be torturous. Could you all... I know yeah. you are hating the whole like, idea oh, of it. Minutes, it's gone. Geez. Great. Could you all come back and do this again? Be honored. I, I sure. feel we Are haven't even scratched the surface no. of it. Yeah, no, no. I haven't done justice to here. any of your work no. and your life stories. We Let's come back and do this again on Happy Hour. The producer of our show today has been Melinda Hawes, Graham DePonte, Trish Kaufman, and Anoush Karun, our associate producer and technical director, is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director and our web designer and linked to the real world is Dr. Cliff Brigden. <laughs> Mitch Foreman is playing the piano right now. He wrote and is playing our theme song. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay sober for about 60 minutes, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel. You can check out our other happy hours and other shows out to lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson. And Win Win. Our new show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with Steve Wynn and Q Wynn. It's all on our website. It's neworleans.com. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. And you can sign up for our mailing list at our website. It's neworleans.com. If you're listening to this on iTunes, thanks for subscribing. Before you have another cocktail, take a moment to rate and review us. That would be great. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for It's New Orleans.com. For Mitch Foreman on piano. And for David Spielman, John Boutte, and Julie Smith sitting around the table here at the Columbus Hotel. Thanks for joining me. I'm Grant Morris. See you next time on Happy Hour.